everybody, and welcome to the show. Good evening. I'm Mark. I'm Britton. And today we're talking about the movie Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. Not to be confused with Are You Afraid of the Dark, the TV show from Nickelodeon. And not to be confused with Don't Be Afraid of Virginia Woolf or something like that. I don't know. But anyway, Mm -hmm. um, well, let's just get started here. All right. Um, I'm going to... Why don't you actually talk about the plot of the movie like you usually do, and then we'll kind of go from there. All right. So the plot of the film is that... uh, Who is it? Guy Pearce? Yes. Guy Pearce and Kate Holmes... Uh, are a couple that are restoring this old mansion and something happens uh, and there are, you know, Guy Pierce's daughter has to come live with them. Mm-hmm. And there's these uh, little creatures, I guess. Creatures. I think, were they were they fairies or gnomes? Yeah, I think they're supposed to be actually like dark fairies or something. Yeah, and uh, they... Uh, someone, you know, the the prior owner of the state, the estate, uh, you know, came in contact with them, and they took his son and ate his bones and teeth. Spoilers. Yeah, and, they like uh, teeth. Specifically, children's teeth. Yeah, I mean, they all teeth taste good, but I guess that just tastes better to them. It's it's like veal. It's the veal <laughs> of teeth. Okay. And uh, so when they buy the house, they. You know, discover this previously locked uh, locked up basement, and uh, or walled off rather, mm-hmm. and they uh, and unleash the creatures. Yeah, well, the the little girl who is throughout this entire sh- this entire movie suffers from what a lot of movies are doing is just making the child a miserable shit to, mm-hmm. that the parents have to deal with. Just an unlikable. Uh, kid actor. Yeah. And or just kid. And I don't think, I think the actor was fine. Yeah. She was good in her role. Yeah. Uh, I have no problem. the prob- child was just unlikable. Yeah. And I, I don't know what it is, uh, with, uh, films these days that just make children so unlikable. I wonder if it's kind of, you know, you know, people really don't like kids in real life. <laughs> I, I remember when we were watching this, I mentioned to you that, um, you know, there is times where we've seen movies with kids actually be done well yeah especially in horror movies and this wasn't one of those cases like look at the shining yeah the shining uh because he wasn't being shown this great you know world of the hotel and being like yo i don't like this this sucks i hate this like she was living in pretty much a a little girl's fairyland uh you know where it had a a secret garden it had a little koi pond it had you know, just wonderful things for a kid to kind of go around and discover. And she was just miserable the whole time. Like, one of the complaints she said was that her bed was too big. Yeah. It's like, what? What are you talking about? Ta- the biggest first world problem you can ever have. Oh, my bed's too big. There's too much space for me to and it enjoy. Had such a nice, big, climbable tree. Yeah. Oh, that tree was great. That was, the, the tree was the highlight of the movie. Um, The tree was the best actor. But I am going to say... A little wooden, though. Yeah. <laughs> I am going to say that uh, this may be a bit of a um, controversial opinion, but... Yeah. As far as the horror movies we've go- we've seen, especially the horror movies we've seen on Netflix, yeah. this really wasn't the worst. It no. was alright. I mean, there was a... Uh, Guillermo del Toro had a hand in it, and you yeah. could kind of see that, especially with the little uh, creatures. I almost... <laughs> Positive, he designed the little creatures. Yeah, it, they they definitely have that 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 lank 
kind of creepy, sickly uh, design that Del Toro is known for. The Del Toro charm. Yeah. Um, But I will say, that being said, the fact that this wasn't the worst movie that I've seen on here, it doesn't make it a good movie. No, it, 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 it really... There was a lot of times where uh, it started off well. Uh, it, it started to build up the tension, and it just didn't stop trying to build up the tension. It didn't really conclude yeah. until like the last ten minutes of the movie. And um, there's a uh, one or two things I do want to talk about uh, yeah. with this movie, uh, particularly a a flaw I'm gonna say in the yeah, yeah. creatures. And I, I think I know. Exactly where, where I'm going with yeah. this. The fact that nobody thought that, oh, there's tiny little creatures, let me just stomp them. Yeah. Like they kill the uh, gardener or whatever, because, you know, because he just stands there yeah. and lets them attack him with knives. Same thing with Katie Holmes and same yeah. thing with the dad. Like, they just kind of, oh, no, little creatures. Like, at the very end of the movie, you see, I was under the impression yeah. that maybe they're, you know, supernatural in some kind. And... Like, okay, you can't just step on them. They're demons. They'll just turn into worms and reform or something. But no, at the end of the movie, the little girl just smashes one of them with a a flashlight and just kills it. Yeah. It's like, well, why the hell aren't you doing that all the time? Why is this even a threat? Maybe maybe it's something, maybe it has something to do with that papal decree that (laughs) that they were talking about. Yeah, that the Pope signed a a treaty with them. Yeah, so that... You know, every year only one per- only one person gets taken, and they eat the eat their bones to uh, what replenish their population. Yeah, and um, so yeah, maybe maybe that's like the big thing. Like when the little girl smashed the fairy demon, um, that was actually that it was a big moment because she broke the treaty, and she kind of yeah. knew it. That's why she cried about it afterwards. Like you know, the as soon as that happened, like you know, there was a you know some cardinal. Uh, I guess busted in on the Pope taking a bath <laughs> and like uh, you know you know told them that the you know that there was a, a line that was crossed. Yeah, there was definitely a phone call uh, to the Vatican from the uh, from the fairy delegation. But you know it, it it happens from time to time, and you know he's used to it because See, they they get caught in rat traps a lot. <laughs> See, I think that this uh, this actually became an incident because this was a human doing it. They're like. You told us you wouldn't destroy us. You told us you killed us. Oh, that's right. They they all talk in these creepy whispers. Yeah, this golem voice. And, and it, the Pope's on the phone like, All right, guys, come on, come on. Too loud. Uh, sorry, sorry. So, um, what are we going to have to do about this? Let's not make a big incident out of this. We want Macaulay Culkin. No, you can't get Macaulay Culkin. Uh, for, for the, the last, last time. time. There you can't have Macaulay. <laughs> we want Macaulay. We want Macaulay. Yes, yeah. Macaulay will do. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have to make uh, some calls. Beep, beep, boop, boop, beep, beep, boop. Uh, hello? That's because I'm Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> hello, Macaulay Culkin here. Uh, so the, uh, so the fairy, um, creed was broken. Uh, they want me, don't they? But uh, they they do know I'm an adult now, right? Yeah, but they um they're, they're big fans. They're big fans of Home Alone and and Party Monster. So, hey, you know, uh-huh. some that, that's one of your later work. Did, did they like Richie Rich? They liked Home Alone. <laughs> so they uh you know they they told us that they even liked getting even with Dad, and so they're willing to to um. To make this trade. Uh, was was he in Kitty even? I think dead? so, yeah. No, I'm thinking of Jungle to Jungle. Oh, 
He did not like Jungle to Jungle. No, not Jungle to Jungle. Or hey, Georgia the Jungle. Hey, or Georgia the Jungle hey, too. He wasn't in any of those. He wasn't in any of those. <laughs> I like to think that these little fairy demons are just all, like, you know, cinephiles. They like to watch a lot of movies. Like, like what are you going to do in the middle of waiting for your yearly child bones? <laughs> and according to this movie, it had been a long time since they even been left out. Yeah. So they were getting kind of hungry. Well, it, it kind of begs the question is, like... I know the Pope, uh, you know, signed the contract with them, uh, but is there is the only exit uh, to their underground uh, rat person city in this one little house in Rhode Island? Uh, I'm gonna have to say, maybe I can't imagine it is, but uh, or, or maybe that's just the East Coast branch. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the uh, it's like in the Doctor Strange. They have like you know they have different um, branches throughout you know. <laughs> Like, you know, the West Coast and the uh, Midwest branch, you know, they've kind of written them off. They they thought, like, the fumigator got them. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they, no, they were just locked in that, uh, you know, in, in that ash pit. It, it, I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know people just dug a big hole in, in the, the bottom of their house just to toss ashes. And I guess if you... Uh, and it's uh, it's definitely a bad thing to do nowadays because they realize that that attracts fairy demons. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, what are we gonna do with our ashes then? And and you can't you can't really get rid of them because you know you have the yeah, papal decree. <laughs> Like uh, that lousy pope. I, when they were going over in the library, they were going through the whole history of it. Yeah. Like, and they, once a guy mentioned, the librarian mentioned that the pope um, signed this decree with them to kind of have like a, a treaty. Like, I, I really want to know, like, what that was like. I was hoping that he flipped a picture in the the big book, <laughs> and there was like a picture of the pope, you know, shaking hands <laughs> with the fairy uh, demon delegate, you know. And, and, well, it, it, it's I imagine there was a uh, little demon fairy pope with his little <laughs> with his little hat, <laughs> and uh, you know they, they're shaking hands. It's like you know, there's there's uh, definitely an historic moment. So they have people coming out with pictures and everything. Yeah. You know? um, see, I think they mentioned that was early, like way way earlier. Like, you know, before invention of cameras, but I want to, yeah. like, I do want to imagine that there's a lot of people in press hats, you know, a lot of uh, old, uh, like, 1700s, like, Da Vinci with, like, a press hat on. What they should have done is, like, uh, you know, shown how these things were an influence, you know, throughout history. Like, uh, you know, you have one uh, shooting Archduke Ferdinand. Yeah, the Black Plague was yeah, caused by them. One uh, in the grassy knoll. <laughs> like, they have been behind every major... Uh, event in in human history, and then in uh, then in 1968, the Pope sat down with the uh, the leader of the delegation yeah. and signed this papal decree, and he like you know, <laughs> and it's like you know, it's like an old uh, news footage like on microfilm. Yeah, <laughs> like all right, go ahead and let's turn this on. <laughs> all right, today in news, history on the march. The Pope signed a decree with the Pope of the Fairy Demon delegation. Here they are shaking hands now. And here's them at the parade. Oh, they're saying hi to the astronauts. Good luck to you, crew of Apollo 11. <laughs> now the NASA space program can move on. And the demon fairy have their own space program. <laughs> oh, and here's the Pope now. What do you say, old Popey Pope? I think we will live in an era of peace that which shall not be seen for millennia. And what, uh, what say you, our demon delegation Pope? We think that this is a very good deal. Uh, 
Thank you very much, folks. You heard it here first. <laughs> so, yeah. Our version of this movie would be, I think, far superior. Yeah, I, I, would, I would have so much more fun. Like, if you introduce the idea that the Pope sat down <laughs> with these demon fairies yeah. and... Had some kind of accord. Yeah. Like, how do you not follow through with that in any way? How, yeah. how do you just let that one hang out there? How do you just gloss over, oh yeah, these things sat down with the Pope and, <laughs> and, ma and made a deal? Like, because, you know, they're clearly not wild animals or just driven by any kind of base instinct. Yeah. They have some kind of intelligence the, to them. There's too. a society. Yeah, like, you see... I would have had... Here's how I would have made it better. Yeah. Um, aside from all that Pope stuff, we would have... Or we. I would have had the um, <laughs> little girl or Katie Holmes being... Oh, uh, spoiler alert. I would have had one of them been abducted by the um, by the fairy demons. Yeah. Very, very early on. Maybe end of the first act. Think like Carol Ann in Poltergeist. Okay. All but right. I would have had her... I would have shown her in this fairy, you know, kingdom... Of a fairy demon kingdom, and I would have kind of made it. Um, what's your use your imagination, like having them show her around? This is where we make our water. Oh, uh, <laughs> here's our sewage treatment plant. Yes, that's where our sewage treatment. Before we eat your bones and teeth, we will show you our art community. Oh, they're very good. Oh, very good. Do you like Home Alone? Oh, everybody <laughs> likes Home Alone. What's Home Alone? So yeah. yeah, that that would have been the first act, you know, we would have seen a little bit of that and it didn't. <laughs> and yeah. then most of the movie would be the the parents trying to Yeah, I guess uh, dig her out. out. Yeah. yeah. I imagine it's a bunch of failed attempts attempts. Like uh you know, they try to go down with the ropes, but mm. that doesn't work, then they send like a you know, a little RC car with a camera. <laughs> See, I was thinking when they went, when they tried to dig her out, they go down with the ropes like the canary dies, so they have to come back up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they like. I, I wonder how they. Uh, I, I guess all they would have to do is just go down there and just stomp on their city like Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> See, in my in my movie, towards the end, the humans coming down there and like, you know, destroying their city would almost be seen as the bad guys. Yeah. Like you would see a different side of these demon fairies, like, alright, yeah, maybe they want some teeth and everything, but really, they're not so bad. They gave up a lot by signing that decree with the Pope, you know. Yeah. Like they they are they are living on the edge of uh, of of what is possible. They're at the breaking point here. But I, I re like I know they're they're mis mischievous and all of that. But like like a, a garden hose on full blast down there for a few you know for a day is just gonna solve your problem for you. <laughs> and that's why it would be more interesting if by the end the humans you you thought of as the bad guys. Like yeah. look, they're just flooding them. That's awful. Yeah. Like, that that's also an interesting like point the uh, you know from the 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 gnomes point of view they, you th it's like Galactus they don't want to eat this child but they they kind of have to yeah. or else you know their society will fall it's like all right we we have talked this down to one child and we will give you a golden coin or a silver coin <laughs> in exchange like 
Like, I can imagine the the delegation discussing with the with the Pope. Like, we need we need many teeth and bones. Okay, but we we can't really do something like that, you know. Like, we have plenty of graves you no, can just dig up no, under. Must and be fresh, more must be fresh and good. And children, yes, children. Like, there's dead kids everywhere you can dig up. Come on. All right, how about? We leave you some money for the children. Oh, yes, we give you silver. Ah, silver coin. Ooh, silver's good. What? One silver coin for a child's life. Hold on a second. We have accepted your deal. No, no I was, uh, that was a question. Was... <sighs> They're all cheering yeah. from the crowd. And, like, the children delegation is cheering as well. Yeah. Oh. Yay! <laughs> Cause there, it's only one child now. Yeah. Yay! And uh, what an it, historic piece of card. <laughs> Flashpoint. Go, I, go I, ahead. I, I had nothing. I, I was gonna do the same bit we just did, oh. and uh, the, the president has come down to to speak his approval of a accord that has been put on here. Here's a very good accord. <laughs> I think it is probably the best accord that we could have hoped for. Oh, and now we have the UN are speaking in response to the accord that the Pope has signed. Mr. Ambassador. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good accord. That's all I got. <laughs> you had it here, folks. So, yeah, that, that's how I would change up the... Uh, that's how I change up the movie. I think I would add... That the humans were the bad guys, and it would be more from the uh, the demon fairy perspective because yeah. you know we know the human perspective. We yeah. live in a human perspective. Yeah, the human perspective—it's been done. Yeah, but and, you know, I, I want you know to see you know other things like they've you know they've been a part of. Like I want to see you know some of these demon creatures in in uh, you know the the uh, like the jungles of Vietnam. <laughs> I want to see. Down in his little village, um, I want to see their uh, demon fairy fire department all running out with like little fire hats and everything. Like I think it'd be great. They have like a little tiny Tonka truck that's like you know that they drive around in. It's like a, you know also a fire truck. And yeah, you know, they use a squirt gun to try and put the fire out. Yeah, exactly. Ah, <sighs> and like they come out like you know covered in more ash, and they like wipe their brow. We got it. It took us a long time, but we got it. They're carrying like a little tiny. You know, demon fairy yeah. baby. <laughs> but, and, uh, but, you know, there's a... They have to call in an army when a mole gets in there. <laughs> I think they have, uh, like, demon fairy Spider-Man. <laughs> Who takes care of the moles. Yeah, he's like, you know, he's their resident superhero. He goes around, or some kind of superhero goes around and, uh, helps him out, like, like, uh, Captain Fairyland or something. <laughs> like, there are, like, there are a lot of, uh... You know, issues with having to live underground, especially when you're a tiny creature. Mm -hmm. Like you have, you have to deal with worms and grubs. You have to, you know, deal with moles, snakes, and then, uh, then the humans get down there and they have to call in like the Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> we how, just, no, how would how would the Avengers have to deal deal with these? Um, well, let's see, if the real Avengers deal yeah. with these, because let's say they had to call, like, the Demon Fairy Avengers to stop the human, because to them, we're the, you know, we're the, the Thanos. Yeah. But, like, if 
The regular Avengers had to stop these things? I don't know. Uh, I mean, I just imagine Captain America just smashing with his shield. Uh, Captain America would be against it because the Pope signed an accord. Yeah, you know, that's 100%. That's what starts the Civil War. <laughs> and and another one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Steve, this is, I'm, I'm, of course, Iron Man. Um, these little creatures, they, they're they causing us problems. Just smash them and we'd be good. You know, I, I, can, I can, you know, right there, watch this. Stomp, and that's it. They're done for. Like Ant-Man... <laughs> Ant-Man is both the worst person and best person to, to deal with that problem. <laughs> like, yeah, he, uh... <laughs> he's one of the few superheroes that they tower over, but not always. <laughs> he tries to embiggen himself and he kind of gets cramped a little bit and he ends up breaking his neck because he embiggens himself too soon. <laughs> Ah, yes, take his teeth. <laughs> uh, I can't. Uh, He's got something on. A mask. Oh, a mask. He's got a teeth guard. And uh, they they press the suit and they he brings him into the quantum zone. <laughs> I am scared. Oh, very scared. Yes, this is scary, but exciting. Oh, an adventure. Shut up. Just shut up. Shut the hell up, all you. <laughs> <laughs> now... What if there's some other tinier creature that are, uh, in, you know, that the, uh, uh, the little fairy people have to answer to? Hmm. Like, like you know, there's some kind of, uh, ant-sized creature. Like they have an accord with another one of those creatures. Yeah, who are stealing, uh, their young. Yeah. It's like, that's why they had to make such a, that's why I had to expand out and grab, you know, human teeth. Yeah, it, it's all, the, it goes all the way down. Like, like, yeah. I'll right. oh, go ahead. And, and I think uh, we we probably have something similar to a giant race of people, which is why there's all these like uh, I, I imagine like there there's trees. Yeah, trees. Yeah. Like yeah, they're, we're eating their yeah. Yeah, that's like, what like, we're cutting them all down and you know burning them and making them into things. Yeah, all these plants that we uh, we eat. That's that's the accord we have. We, <laughs> we you know, our pope signed a thing with the plant pope. It's like all right, you get to decimate one forest a year, mm -hmm. but you have to leave. Uh, yeah. You have to leave a little uh, little axe behind <laughs> to show that has been chopped down. And we've been we've been breaking that treaty left and right. You know, as soon as we learn that, yeah, you know, they don't really move all that much. Like they can't really do anything. Yeah, you know, we've just been eating them and chopping them down and burning them. You see, the happening was actually made by the trees. Yeah. Because they were like, oh, and this would be so cool if we could kill everybody. Well, oh, that'd be cool. Those <laughs> smarmy ass humans. It, it was a propaganda film. Yeah. <laughs> We'll get Mark Wahlberg in it. That'll be funny. <laughs> we'll have Shyamalan do it. Yeah. Because what's he doing? Other than ruining his career more. Like, I don't know. What was the last good Shyamalan movie you saw? I guess it was probably uh, Split. Uh, it was the sequel. What was it? Uh, Glass? I didn't see Glass. It was alright. Hey. Did, did they fight at the end? Yeah, they, they fought. Well, I, I think Split would probably win. Because Mr. Glass isn't very. Oh much no, of a Gla fighter. Glass didn't fight. Oh, it he just kind of sat and refereed. Yeah, he called the shots. I, I, I think that's mostly what he, I'm pretty sure you saw Glass with me. No, I didn't see Glass. Oh. We saw Split together. I remember that. Yeah, that was all right. Yeah, I thought that was actually I thought that was actually a rather decent movie, and there was only one mo reason for that. Yeah. It was buoyed by the strong performance of. Uh, I forget uh, James I was, McAvoy. Oh yeah, yep. He was uh, he was very. He good. did such a good job that you almost like he he sold 
the bullshit that yeah. Shyamalan usually brings. Because he, his his acting uh, prowess gave you know, you know, made you actually think that these were legitimately different personalities. Yeah, like there was a moment where he was one personality pretending to be another personality, and you could kind of see yeah how he was doing it. Like, wow, this actually doesn't feel like one personality or another, this feels like one personality pretending to be another personality. I'm like, man, that's yeah. a great job right there. Yeah, yeah, I can't imagine. I can't imagine having to, you know, the the practice of an actor, you know, having to do that. So, now, does that mean that in his age that Shyamalan kind of took a step back from interfering with the actors because, um, he's made a lot of good actors put in bad performances. Yeah. Like, Will Smith, he made Will Smith uninteresting. It's, like, it... it it's... It was a bad call uh, on his part. Like, let's make a story where uh, you have these creatures that can smell fear, and so you have to be deadpan and emotionless. Maybe it was like... Uh, maybe Will Smith was, was like, all right, you know, in the contract... I'll be in your movie, but I don't have to act. Yeah, I don't want to do anything at all. But yeah, this is more of this is more of a lesson for my kid. Yeah, well, I, that's pretty much what it was. He was just sitting in a chair for most of the movie. I mean, as in like the kid did misbehaved, yeah. and this was like a punishment for him. <laughs> you, you better get your act straight, or else you're going to be in another Shyamalan movie. I'll be good. I'll be good. Mm-hmm. It's like why didn't they just use Axe body spray to cover up their smell? I I don't know how it worked. It, it was it's dumb Shyamalan science, and um, I remember seeing this is back when people thought that Sh uh, Shyamalan was still good. Yeah. Um, before he became a joke, and <laughs> Signs came out. Yeah. And I remember everyone was going crazy, like, "Oh wow, Signs! This is awesome! This is gonna be great! This is Shyamalan's third movie." Yeah. And I remember seeing. Was it or was the Village? Nope. It goes because uh, Signs came out when we were in high school. And yeah. The village came out when I was in uh, the in the military. Okay, and so signs was um like like very big when it came out. I remember, and especially for us because we're from Bucks County. Yeah, and uh, I remember seeing an interview with Mel Gibson about it, and he talked that he talked about Shyamalan uh, and his directing style, and it was in a, it was supposed to be in a positive light. <laughs> But, you know, when I look back on it now, it probably wasn't. There was probably subtext in there. Yeah. Because um, he was saying things like, uh, you know, usually I don't really act like that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, Shyamalan, he uh, he just, you know, he he was very unique with his uh, his directing style. And uh, he, he made me do things that I normally wouldn't have done as an actor. <laughs> uh. How... How do you get Bruce Willis? Well, um, in three movies. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, well, nobody knew about him before The Sixth Sense, and then The Sixth Sense came out, and it was a good movie, and it yeah. still is a good movie. Yeah, it still holds up. And um, so everyone's like, "Oh wow, this is really good." So he's like, "Hey, Bruce, you want to come back for another one?" It's like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> so uh, he comes back for Unbreakable, which was okay. Yeah, it wasn't. Bad. You know, the more I see it the more I realize that, you know what, this is actually a decent movie. Yeah. I was underwhelmed when I first saw it, but um, I think I was just waiting for that, like, for it to be as good as uh, Sixth Sense, which it yeah. wasn't. No. But it still was a decent movie. And then, um, and then I think he started learning his lesson a little bit. He's like, oh, come on, you gotta come back for the end of Split and then for Glass. He's like, all right, what am I doing? 
And then so he goes out and does it. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if he's in any more, um, uh, Shyamalan movies. Probably not. He definitely yeah, wasn't in Lady in the Water. No. Poor, uh, poor uh, Paul Giamatti was in that. Oh, gosh. And, uh, the girl from, uh, Ron Howard's daughter. Yeah, yeah, from Jurassic World and, and uh, Spider-Man 3. And no one... I, I think there's a handful of, like, maybe bit or character actors, but... I, was John Leguizamo in that? No. No, it, it was someone, uh... It was someone else like John Leguizamo. Oh, John was Leguizamo. Bob Hoskins. It, yes, it was Bob Hoskins as John I Leguizamo it. I in knew it. Lady in the Water. Mario, that's me! Would you say Lady in the Water is his worst movie? Um, that's tough because I haven't seen a lot of his movies. That's true. I, I did not see the, uh, Will Cypher Smith one. Rage, yeah. Uh, um, I... Of the ones we have seen... The Happening's pretty bad as well. I haven't seen The Happening. Of the movies I have seen by Shyamalan, it's... Uh, I'm gonna say, yeah, it's the worst one, uh, Lady yeah. in Water, because the only other one that I can, I can kind of say is tied for that would be, um, uh, Last Airbender. Oh man! But here's the thing, that movie was a treat. That it movie was. was a nonstop treat to me of how bad it was. And don't get me wrong, it was bad. I'd say uh, from quality wise, like it was probably overall a worse movie yeah. than Lady in the Water. But Lady in the Water was kind of boring, and yeah, yeah, Lady in the Water was boring. Well, the last air, the last Airbender was so poorly written that it it was a joke. Like it was almost like a guide of how not to do a movie. Yeah. Like the, the Tell me all you know about Prince Zuko. Prince Zuko blah 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 Prince <laughs> Just given exposition. Yeah. Like that. Like I oh think my we, gosh. I, th I think we spoke about uh I think we have too. Yeah. And absolutely baffling. So yeah. we'll we'll have to do that one. Yeah, so please do yourself a favor and watch this movie. This Ooh. movie is fantastically Ooh, awful. Listen, if you like bad movies, like we like bad movies, yeah. then you'll want to watch um, uh, Last Airbender. Mm -hmm. You can avoid Lady in the Water unless you have uh, really good hearing. Or, yeah, or, or or End Vision. Yeah, it was just... Uh, it was just, just a bad, boring slog all the way through. And it was, it was asinine. <laughs> it, it was just a... Like, the plot was ridiculous. And, like, I guess if you want to see Paul Giamatti, like, take a visible step down in his career, <laughs> then, yeah, by all means, go and, see Lady in the Water. And it's a shame, because I really like Paul Giamatti. I do, too. He was the best monkey in, uh, in, in Planet uh, of the Apes. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, I can't really think of any other Yeah, Paul that's the only Paul Giamatti movie. Yeah. He's got to be in other movies. I mean, I didn't see Sideways. I didn't either. Wasn't he in Hollow Man? No, it was a guy we thought was Paul Giamatti. Uh, let's see. He he was in that, that Illusionist movie with Ed Norton. Oh, yeah. It wasn't that good of a movie. Uh, <laughs> you know, yep. yeah. Maybe, maybe... I just like Paul Giamatti. I, I like... Do, do we need a good movie for him to be in to like, like, like he He's done good roles. I just don't know what they are. Paul Giamatti is like Melissa McCarthy to me, where I like them as an actor, but yeah. I can't really think of good roles that I've seen them in. Because mm -hmm. like every time I talk about Melissa McCarthy movies, I'm like, yeah, well, that one's not that good, but she was funny. Well, in this one, uh, well, that wasn't that good either, but <laughs> I, li I just like her, okay? I think she's funny. 
And same thing with Paul G. Yeah, exactly the same with Paul Giamatti. I, oh, it's going to bother me now. I'm gonna After this, we're going to have to look up Paul Giamatti movies. And like, I would invite him to my birthday party, is all I'm saying. I think he would be... I think he'd have a good time, and I think he'd bring me a cool present. You think so? Uh, I kind of think that, uh... I don't know, he's secretly bitter inside. <laughs> Maybe he'll... I, th I bet you he'd bring me a bottle of wine because of that movie, Sideways. Uh, uh, I hope not. He's like, ah, oh, I'm not really a wine drinker, but thanks, and um, I'll take it back. <laughs> I'll drink it here. Like, no, that's okay. Yes, it's fine. Like, what do you... what would you have rather had for your birthday? Well, I would have liked the Tonka truck. <laughs> Uh, no. I, I don't know what impersonation we're doing, but it's definitely not Paul Giamatti. <laughs> like, let, let's see, I... This, this will not stand. <laughs> I don't know who that's I don't know who that's supposed to be either. I, I think it's supposed to be... Uh, I see nothing? Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, I think it's supposed to be um, uh, uh, Sergeant Schultz. Schultz. <laughs> John Banner. Is that the name of Sergeant Schultz? Yeah. Yeah, I know things like that, I guess. Yeah, that's that's obscure. The delightful John. I only know that from a Mystery Science Theater. They like it had a whole joke about John Banner in one of the because one of the movies he's in there. Oh really? Yeah, in the uh, one of the space movies. I don't know. And he's in there, and they just keep on going on. I just kind of put that in my mental rolodex. Like, ah, someday this will come in handy that John Banner was Sergeant Schultz. Like, all right, I'll put this in here, and there we go. And I finally used it. Now I can rip that card up and throw it out. <laughs> now I don't know his name. It was um, Stalker Channing. I don't know. I, I remember there was a there was a uh, there was a time where we were talking about uh, for some reason I forget uh, uh, his name. But John Banner. No, but it was uh, it, it was Fred Mertz from I Love Lucy. Oh, okay. A and I forget his name, but we were just going on and on about, you know, how kids love their, you know, their Fred Mertz yeah. references and, and, uh... I guess we just have random bits of knowledge yeah. stuck in there that we can bring out any, uh, any random time. I mean, this is, this is one of the reasons I think that we watch such a wide array of terrible movies. Yeah. So we can always have, you know, just a little piece here and there, you know, like, Cats was a good one because... Oof. Uh, good for many reasons, <laughs> but, um... That was an exhausting movie. But, you know, we put that in our mind because, I'm like, someday, someday, I'm gonna need to do a, you know, a uh, Mr. Mistopheles joke. <laughs> I can just belt it out. Or, or Jenny Any Buttons. Yeah, Jenny Any Dots, thank you very uh, much. Is it Jenny Any Dots or yeah. Jenny Any Buttons? Jenny Any Dots. Oh, pardon me. Oh, well, I never... Was there ever a cat so clever as magical Mr. Minister? <laughs> you are you do not look happy. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not happy. <laughs> Britain not happy. <laughs> Britain mad at cats. Cats hurt Britain. Don't worry, we'll get to that soon. Oh uh, yeah. It's uh that, that is on the list. I will say that um, to be fully honest, we did try to do one, but our heart wasn't in it. I, I we were we were we were almost broken from yeah, it. Yeah, well, you were exhausted from laughter, and I was just exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> I was- I was just tapped out. I was- I couldn't- Like, I laughed so hard at that movie. It was just- it was the closest I think I've come to madness in a long time. And this- this just sucked my soul out. <laughs> yeah, Britain got done. He- you know, he- he had his head in his hands for a very long time. 
this is, uh, usually we embellish, but that's not a yeah, joke. That, that's not, you just, oh, oh. I think, didn't I start drinking immediately afterwards? Uh, after the podcast or after the, uh, the movie? The, uh, yes. Uh, I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna yeah. say there's probably much that you don't remember, you know, post-movie. It, it was like, I remember, um, I don't know if I told this before, but I remember when we, first time we watched, uh, Pink Flamingos. Yeah. Not only did we, like, we both had to clean ourselves out from that filth. Yeah, that was a, that was a rough one. And, uh, and, like, we just couldn't stop talking about it for, like, an hour or two afterwards. We were just sitting up and just like, and what was this scene? What was this scene? And don't get me wrong, I love that movie. I thought that movie was hilarious. But I remember, I, I, I just remember laying on the floor after that movie. Yeah. It, it, that, that movie hurt. <laughs> like, I remember, like, you, you just, you gave up. <laughs> you were done. I'm done, Mark. <laughs> Brent, come on, get up. And I think there was only one other movie uh, that, that, that hurt me that much. And it was, uh, what was it? Uh, Master of Disguise. Ugh. <sighs> That one, that one hurt just oh, as much. That, that was a terrible movie. That, that was tough. Like, yeah, I remember just laying on the floor. Britain, you gotta get up. No. Britain, you gotta get up. No. Come on, I could get a shovel and start to... <laughs> come on, roll over at least. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> come on, Britain. Hey, Britain. Mm. You, you want some liquor? Mm. You want some liquor, Britain? I don't care. Come on, Britain, just take the liquor. No. All right, all right. Hey, Britain. Do you, do you do you want some Doritos? You like Doritos? Uh, oh, come, Britain, come on! You know what? I just put the funnel in your mouth. Take the liquor. Go, 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 go. Okay. Ah! A truth has been bestowed to me <laughs> this day. I think it's more like. And you just go on like you jump up and you start hitting me. <laughs> Like, uh, I, I, I make a muscle and there's an anchor. Yeah. <laughs> real quick, and then I just pummel you. Oh, oh, stop! Stop! I need an outlet for the pain! I, I'm not even doing this! Oh, oh. Like, my face is caved in. <laughs> You're like Homer Simpson when he eats the, the sour candy. You get up and just wipe your brow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I needed that, thanks. I just want you to know... It wasn't anything personal. I, I, I just, I, I had to hit you. There's a fly yeah, circling around me. <laughs> I, I just piled laundry on you. <laughs> that made my problem go away. And it, it, surprisingly, it took a long time for anybody to notice. <laughs> Where'd Mark go? Why's that laundry smell? Uh, no reason. Hey, come over here. Okay. <laughs> and then there's a second pile of laundry. <laughs> Gee, when are you gonna do this laundry? <laughs> hey, Mark's half of the wrench due. Like there was just you just have to move out because it's just stacked from floor to ceiling of <laughs> bodies and laundry. <laughs> And uh, I imagine the uh, the superintendent comes in just to clean everything out. Why, why there's, 
Well, there's bodies under this laundry. That's what the smell is. Oh, well, that's one mystery, and they just toss them all in the yeah. dumpster. <laughs> there's just stiff legs sticking out. <laughs> so now, you said you wanted to move to a smaller apartment because you don't have a roommate anymore. Correct. All right, so uh, you can go ahead and sign that lease right here. <laughs> oh, wait, oh! <laughs> oh okay. An, an initial here. <laughs> wow. What was that? That was that was a very drunk Popeye. Yeah. Wow. It sounds like he's more, you know, tripping out. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> well, blow me down. Look at the trails. Oh, that hurts so much. <laughs> Popeye, I'm worried about you. <laughs> you stay away from me. Throws a bottle of spinach. <laughs> A can of spinach just shatters against the wall. Because he could do that. It's uh, That is actually within the realm of reason in a Popeye well, that, cartoon. That he shatters a can of spinach. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there, there's no there's no rules in Popeye. He breaks it over Bluto's head. <laughs> <laughs> then they start pummeling uh, that was each pretty other. Good, that was a pretty good Bluto. <laughs> and they start fighting. Like, he, he was worried about him one moment, but... That he changes. Has his, yeah, he has his limits. Pop. Popeye is such a classic, you know, you know, such a classic cartoon back when, you know, during the Depression, you could solve all your problems with a fist fight. Yeah, with, uh, with consumption and fighting. Yeah. It's like, if you're gonna fight over that last can of spinach, it's gonna come down to, you know... Fisticuffs. Yeah. No, if you, you can't ar start an argument with something without it turning into a violent fight. Yeah. And I know you've talked about this, um, to me many a times, but, uh... Popeye versus Bluto, mm -hmm. especially the older cartoons, was so interesting because it was almost like two like cr people who can control the space-time continuum. Yeah, it was, like, it, it was almost a battle between two gods. Yeah, and like I, I remember watching uh, when I think Popeye punched the sun one time, or something like that. I remember in one of the first <laughs> episodes, he punches a uh, like a cow into meat. You know, like meat steaks, and he punches a train. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it deflates. Yeah, oh, the deflator get a black eye. It was one of those two. Yeah, and it's like, wow, this is so. I don't understand. I, I haven't seen the Popeye movie. Um, oh, with Robin Williams. Yeah, but I'm gonna go on a limb and say that it's a musical because I know that. Yeah, and that uh, that you don't see this epic fight between two. Probably not. Like, I guess I'll have to be in the future. We'll have to watch the Popeye movie. Yep. And I the the other description I gave it, it was it's almost a ballet of violence. Yeah, like you know each punch and kick and uh, you know neck break is uh, <laughs> you know is done in time to the music, which was usually done by a live band. Mm -hmm. Like people were spoiled for entertainment back yeah, I then, know. and now we have movies where like I'm the pretty thing that lives in the house, where it's ninety percent nothing. Well, I, I guess you know. You know, you know, producing a movie is cheap when people worked for food. <laughs> it's like, all right, do you guys want to? Do you guys want this can of beans? You're gonna have to split it between the entire orchestra. Shut up! Eat your beans. <laughs> yeah. So, Popeye was a a fantastic cartoon. Yeah, uh, maybe sometime in the future we'll watch one of my favorite cartoons also, which is uh, Tom and Jerry. We'll watch Fantastic. an episode or two of Tom yeah. and Jerry. Um, 
I know that, uh, I know we talked about which one we probably do, and I know I, I, I personally write, um, every now and again I write, uh, comedy theory. Yeah. You know, kind of bits. And, um, one of the things I'm going to do is on uh, Tom and Jerry. And I think the episode I'm going to do it on, which is, I think would be a perfect one to watch also, mm-hmm. was the, uh, the one where he's playing the piano and it's oh, all, yeah. yeah, and it's all done in the tune, you know, in time to the music. Yep. And I remember we, we watched that one and we were just fascinated with, uh, the create, the, crea- you know, the creativity behind, uh, what they were doing with the music and, then we watched the uh, Warner Brothers one, and we were a bit underwhelmed. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, it was still fine. Yeah. But it just wasn't as good. And it's funny, um, because um, for anyone who's ever watched a movie with us before, which uh, some most of our listeners probably haven't, um, we tend to riff everything. Yeah. We, will ta- we are assholes who talk through a movie, unless we're at a movie theater, or it's something that people really want to watch, you it, know. Or, or it's a genuinely interesting movie. Yeah. But, um, there are, like, I can always tell when a movie is good, or a, a skit is good, or something is really good, yeah. when we just stop riffing because we get so engrossed with it. Yep. Um, it's almost that, you know, if the if the movie isn't entertaining enough for us, that we have to provide our own entertainment in some fashion. It's like, and it doesn't matter, in the beginning of any movie or, you know, show or whatever, we usually... Uh, provide we usually provide riffs anyway. We'll yeah. riff something just because that's who we are as people. But uh, like I can give a good example: um, the movie Dead Heat. Yeah, uh, phenomenal with, with uh, Joe Piscopo and Treat Williams. Like the, the yeah, like uh, two actors you don't really expect a whole lot out of. And I remember that was in um, when we first moved in together, uh, Britain had a something called a bad movie folder where he found a bunch of bad movies and uh, he transferred them all into the folder. He took them out and we had like DVD cases and everything. Yeah. He just took all this stuff and he found all the greatest bad movies he could and he just put them all in this folder mm-hmm. and he drew like a little skull and crossbone on it. And I remember Dead Heat was one of the movies that was in the bad movie folder. Yep. And we just kind of went through, we watched it, we put it on in the first 15 minutes. Yeah, we were riffing along with it, you know, with the, like the best of them. Mm-hmm. And and there came a point, I'm going to say maybe about like a half hour, hour into the movie, yeah. where it was just silence, where we were just stopped and we we're like, okay, movie, you you had our curiosity, but now yeah. you have our attention. Like, I think it was around the time that we saw Vincent Price was in it. Yep. Um, I remember, and I, I remember there was a line in it, uh, because I'm going to give a little spoiler about the movie, because I don't think we'll ever do it. Uh, it's a great movie. We should, Check though. it out. Yeah, I know. Uh, check it out because it's a fantastic movie. Yeah. But the plot of the movie is it's an 80s movie starring uh, Treat Williams and Joe Piscopo because that's where 80s movies, you know, you're not yeah. going to find Joe Piscopo today in a movie. <laughs> you find him in, a, in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Man, he's still alive. Yeah, he's, he's alive and kicking. Yeah. But um, they're cops, they're partners, and they're friends. And Treat Williams dies. He dies in his fixation room by an evil corporation. And they bring him back to life with this resurrection machine. So he's basically a zombie yeah. who has to solve the murder, his own murder, yep. before he decomposes. And it's fucking awesome. It, like, it's a zombie buddy cop movie. And he gets shot like a million times and he's fine. But the point that I remember where I think it all started turning around is yeah. um, uh, there's a line where... Uh, he's you know pale and everything because he's dead and the girl says something like wow you look like hell and he says lady I'm fucking dead <laughs> I remember you turn he's like that was actually kind of a badass line yeah. I was like yeah I'm actually kind of getting into this movie yeah and it and I remember from there it just got it, it got 
better. I remember the the point where I went from enjoying it to being like, oh man, this is something special. Gleeful, yeah. Yeah, is when, uh, you know, another spoil. Like, he, he gets in a car accident and, uh, you know, it was a fire and he's all burnt up and they're putting him in an ambulance and uh, they sabotage him. The bad, uh, the bad guys. guys. So, uh, you know, they kill the ambulance driver and the only thing he can really do is just put the ambulance in neutral and roll <laughs> down a hill. And, you know, just his, you know, he go, he he's having fun with it. He's just going, whoa! Yeah, right before and he crashes, he, like, oh, yeah! Yeah, and he, it's it just, I'm like, this movie just gives you so much. Like, he steps out and he gets into a fight with another zombie, so they're just lighting yeah. each other up with machine guns. Yep. Uh, uh, it's just... And this goes back to something that I know I've talked about here on the podcast before, yeah. but, um, you know, movies nowadays, it seems, to have one idea that's just stretched over four servings. Yeah. That movie just never stopped having ideas. Mm -hmm. Or, at the very least... It took this concept of what could a zombie cop do, and it explored every single permutation yeah. that you like, everything that they could think of. That you know, they put it in there, and it never stopped being entertaining. And you could tell it was done with passion, because the, everything was thought out. the The acting, well, even the acting, was good. Like you could also feel the camaraderie between the you know the two, uh, the, you know, the two uh, cops, cops yeah. like especially like. When uh, Tree Williams is trying to get dumb, you know, dead joke Piscopo to to recognize him. Yeah, it's it's just a like it's a weird movie where you think that this shouldn't work, and it just it just works. Like you can tell everyone involved with it just tried so hard yeah. to make it work, and like it's almost like their pluckiness saved the feature. Uh -huh. And if you like practical effects. It's Va -va boom. Yeah, there are some great practical effects in this movie, and it had some you know unexpected you know cameos. Like it had, like I said, you know Vincent Price. Yeah, uh, it had I forget Mr. Oh, Bumpus. Yeah, oh no, <laughs> right, no, the, no. The, the old man. Yeah, yeah. the uh, the the father from uh, uh, Christmas Story. Mm -hmm. uh, Darren McGavin, that's his name. Yeah, Darren McGavin. He's also the father in Happy Gilmore. If I remember. yep, no, no, that's Billy. No, Madison. Billy Madison. Billy, Billy Madison. Madison. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was just a, a wonderful, fun 80s movie. Yeah, I, I, if, if there's any movie I think kind of encapsulates what, uh, you know, what the fun of the 80s was, it was that movie and also The Last Dragon. Yeah, 100%. I love The Last Dragon. Uh, going back a little bit to Billy Madison. Yeah. I remember, this is a long, long time ago, I wanted to write a sequel to Billy Madison. Oh, no. I, I know. I was like, I think I was like 14 or 15 years old. It was like right when I started watching those movies. Okay. And um, I was like, hey, I got an idea for a sequel. It's called Brian Madison, and it's about his father. And what happens is his father, through some scheme or, you know, failed thing or sabotage or whatever, yeah. loses the rights to his company or, you oh, know, he gave his company yeah, I know up. he gave his company to his son, but like the entire Madison name gets lost because okay. of something. And so now his father has to go to, uh, not back to, you know, uh, elementary school, but has to kind of go back into some sort of, uh, academic program and Billy's his teacher. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And like once he died, in real life, Darren McGavin, I figured, I guess we can't do that now. <laughs> uh, but with deep fakes these days. Oh, yeah. We can. Oh, will you do it? You got enough on the paper. That's my, that's my Adam Sandler. <laughs> I thought that was Scooby Doo. <laughs> 
Uh, Billy, uh, I'm your father. Could you please just give me an A? Billy, please. 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 Uh, what are you teaching these kids? Oh my god. <laughs> Chris Farley comes in real quick. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm here too. I'm in the movie. <laughs> Ruin your damn movie pretty <laughs> damn quick. It was just, maybe there shouldn't have been a sequel. I, I'm starting to think now why they never did a sequel to that movie. Yeah, it didn't really need one. Yeah, he, you know, good versus evil, I guess. <laughs> he saves the day, he and the guy gets shot, everything's fine. And, uh, yeah. 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 That, and, uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, he didn't really, wait, the guy, oh, that's right, he did get shot in the ass. Yeah, shot in the ass. By Steve Buscemi, I forgot about that. You know, Steve Buscemi's still alive and kicking. Um, as of his recording, and, uh, he <laughs> I, I had to clarify that. Um, and he can, uh, he, he'll do anything. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah, he's a great actor. I love Steve Buscemi. Yeah, he, he's, uh, you know, he, he's kind of like, uh, Paul Giamatti. Yeah, I mean, although I can think of many roles yeah. that was good with Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Um. He was good in Fargo. I never seen Fargo actually. I thought we saw Fargo. Uh, we saw. I know we saw the Big Lebowski, but I've never seen Fargo. Oh, that's right. He wasn't the big. He was yeah. great. He, he was, was great in that movie. Uh, Who's he barely said anything? It, you're out of your fucking element, Donnie. <laughs> he was great in that. Um, obviously, I'm a big fan of Reservoir Dogs. It's one of my like top five movies of yeah, all time. It was all right. I know, but to me, that's one of my favorite movies of all time, and he's great in that. Yep. Um, he was great in. Uh, <laughs> he was great in uh, Armageddon. Yeah, yeah he, he was, was good. Yeah, he was the asshole. Uh, wasn't he also in uh, Con Air? He was. He was. Uh, he was pretty. He was very good in Con Air. Like this guy doesn't put in a bad performance. Mm -hmm. And of course, he was in Billy Madison. He was in a lot of the uh, Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, he was in Mr. Deeds. And I think uh. he was in one other. Oh yeah, the, he was the homeless guy in uh, Big Daddy. Oh yeah, he was. And um, I remember he was also in this terrible movie called uh, Domestic Disturbance. And we saw it in theaters, me and my mom, and, okay. uh, and like one of her friends. And it was John Travolta, and Vince Vaughn was the bad guy. And there was one scene I want to highlight because yeah. uh, Vince Vaughn was like, "Oh, the kid standing on the other end of the." <laughs> it was a really serious yeah. movie. Well, like, it was the, you know Vince Vaughn's earlier career was done uh, as as a serious actor. Yeah, I think he was like in it, Psycho. Yeah, and he was in The Cell. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was. And so. Um, so, like, you know, he was, like, this, like, really bad guy, you know, and he's like, oh, the kid, he's trying to kill this kid, he's like, oh, he's standing on the other side of the door because he sees his feet, you know, down at the crack, and, uh, he open, you know, he sneaks over and he opens the door, and, you know, to, to kill him, and the kid just left his shoes there so that he would be fooled, and for uh -huh. some reason, this made me and my mom laugh our asses <laughs> off in the middle of the theater. Like, we just got the giggles, we couldn't stop laughing at these stupid <laughs> shoes. And it was like, it ruined the whole rest of the movie yeah. for me. It was just like, after, and, but Steve Buscemi was in that, and uh, he was killed. <laughs> Spoilers! Yeah, that's the plot of the movie. The kid sees Vince Vaughn kill this guy, and, you know, and John Travolta's like, Hey, I, I, I don't know, maybe he didn't kill him. And hey, whose shoes are these? <laughs> Could you hurry, sir? Daddy says it's not much I don't know who that is, oh my gosh. Uh, is he alright? <laughs> Uh, in his later career, um, in his later singing career, uh, John Travolta <laughs> really struggled with, uh, holding a tune. <laughs> he blew out his voice, uh, wow. doing, you know, doing, uh... Grease. No, I was gonna say, uh, Battlefield Earth. Oh. I was gonna say, like, uh, Urban Cowboy or something. I don't think he uh, sang in that. 
I did not see Urban Cowboy. I got chills. <laughs> Multiplying. <Ooh. laughs> Was he in a haunted house singing? <laughs> No, no, I'm just a bad singer. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> like I, I, I thought like a, like a, like a, a, one of those cardboard uh, Draculas just came out of the wall. There's like a ghost yeah. like on a string. <laughs> just like the ghost comes, or it's one of those. Oh yeah, the, the, the shitty thing that just <laughs> vibrates. Like, and he's singing this song to make him brave. Yeah, yeah he's the, singing a song for comfort. Yeah, and he's like biting his nails. I got chills. <laughs> They're multiplying. <laughs> and I'm loose. <laughs> In control. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> Don't be afraid of the dark. Um. A lesson that John Travolta could have learned. Yes. In that haunted house. <laughs> um, but it was not a good movie. It w I'm going to say it was like a C- minus of a movie. It was okay. Uh, I'll give it a C+. Plus. Like It w it wasn't uh, perfect, though it had some, some talent behind it. Uh, the pacing wasn't the best. But it w definitely wasn't the worst that you get yeah. with the uh, you know modern day horror movie. Like, you could it, tell there was a, a a budget behind it. It was just a middle of the road movie, and the C minus comes from the fact that there was just one gaping flaw in yeah. the movie that's just like, why don't you just step on them? Yeah. But um, yeah. So that'll do it. All Take right. it easy. A toodaloo. That'll hold a little SOPs. <laughs> <laughs>